Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Minister Russell Williams comes with a power-packed message entitled, Serving from the Heart. Get your pen and your pad ready. Let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. I'm going to come from our foundation scripture. It's Matthew's 23rd chapter, and I'm going to be reading from the 8th through the 11th verse. Same scripture that uh, Minister Bernard used last week, and, and it reads this from the Passion Translation. It says, but you are to be different than that. Come on now, how many of y'all know you should be different than that? We got to be different than that. It says, you are not to be called masters, for you have only one master, and you are all brothers and sisters. We all are brothers and sisters. And it says, and you are not to be addressed as father, for you have only one father who is in heaven. Nor are you to be addressed as teacher, for you have one teacher. The anointed one. And here's the scripture. It says, the greatest among you will be the one who always serves others. And this is what Minister Bernard stopped at last week, if you was paying attention. Always serve others. You know, when, he, when Mr. Bernard, he didn't finish that scripture. He went on to bless us with an awesome message explaining how we should check our posture as it p- pertains to others. God used him to challenge us to examine ourselves to see if our posture were keeping us from being a servant to others. Now, I want to continue right where Ms. Bernard left off. Those last three words there in in uh, 2311, that's my message today. Serving from the heart. Serving from the heart. See, now that you had a whole week to check your posture, <laughs> verse 8 says that you ought to be different than that. You see, people today estimate greatness by how many people serve and honor them. But in the kingdom, greatness is measured by how we serve and honor others. Now, when we, when we talk about serving others, we got to be careful because if the condition of my heart isn't right, I can go out and serving others with a contaminated heart. And I can cause more problems than what I started to, what I wanted to do. I can go out there with a heart to serve and turn people away from God. And what's so awesome about this? We are all brothers and sisters, but you got to know your heart. You got to know 
your heart. I got to know my heart. When you think about the human heart, from a, from a physical perspective, the heart is central to life and living. You know, so what we do all the time, the heart is is really, as we translate things, if you look at this heart in the physical point of view, it pumps blood. And because this heart, because it pumps blood, this is how people know, this is how people recognize that you are alive. Because mm-hmm. there's evidence there. All you got to do is check your pulse, and there's evidence to let us know that there's life there. And, and just like, you know, in the same way, as a physical heart is central to life and living, the spiritual heart is central to every aspect of your life. Every choice that you make, every decision you make, everything you do flows out of what is in your heart. And the scripture bear witness to this. Look at Proverbs, the fourth chapter, 23rd verse, and I'm reading from the NIV. It says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from that. Now, when we talk about guarding the heart, this word God means to watch over in order to protect and control. And if you read that whole fourth chapter in Proverbs, the scripture is talking about guarding the word of God. Guarding the word of God. Putting the word of God deep in my heart. As a matter of fact, the scripture says we should not lose sight of it. We should place it in our heart. And we should guard it diligently. But see, that's not what we do. Because life has hit us. Because situation, circumstance has hit us, what what do we end up doing? Instead of doing that, what we do, we take life, everything that life had had given us, uh, you know, sexual immorality, impure, the fruits of the flesh, idolatry, hatred, bitterness, jealousness, envy, selfishness, unforgiveness, drunkenness, and anything else, we take that and we, we guard that in our heart. We hold on to all of this stuff. We protect it. We guard it. And God's trying to get the word in. But the word is just bouncing off because I'm so focused on that stuff. The word can't get in. You got to let that stuff go. You got to let the word of God, you meditate on the word of God, place it in your heart. The scripture says, cast down every thought and 
imagination that try to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. The word of God says you heal. The word of God says you bless. The word of God says you prosper. So that's what we got to hold on to. The word of God in our heart. And let it do what it do. Proverbs 27. 19 verse. New Living Translation. It says this. As a face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the real person. So look, so, so when you walk up to the water and you look down in that, on the bank and you look down that water and you see that reflection, believe what you see. <laughs> see, we don't, like to, we don't like to believe what we see. What we do, we try to fix it up. We try to cover it up. We do just like Adam and Eve. We got to cover it up before God sees it. God is the one who's showing it to you. He's showing it to you so you can get that thing right. And let's take this out. See, and this is the thing. When we hear people say, when we, when we hear people say, get that thing right, now our mind is we got to go and do it. Yeah, come on. No. To get that thing right, the only thing you got to do right, what Minister Bernard, is what Minister Bernard said. You got to just posture yourself. Huh? You, you got to just make sure your posture is correct. And God's going to do the work. He sent someone to help you. He sent his Holy Spirit to do the work. But for some reason, we don't want to trust the Holy Spirit. We, we, we just like to do it on our, our own. And I believe this is where most of us are at. This is where most Christians are living at. We're living our lives not in the image and strength and power of God. We're living our lives in the strength, the image, and power of ourselves. Instead of trusting God to fix it. You got to do better. You got to rest in what God has already done. Amen? Let's look at Luke, the sixth chapter, 41st verse, 45th verse, New Living Translation. And, and listen, it, even when you, it comes out of the heart. It said, a good person produces good things from the treasure of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasure of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. As you can see, the heart is central to everything that you do. More importantly, it is a true reflection of who you are. And when you talk about serving others, it starts with serving from a pure heart. Now, since the heart reflects what is inside of you, you must be true to yourself. You must be honest with yourself, and if you don't like what you see on the outside, then you must recognize that the problem is on the inside. When you, when you change the heart, you change the person. Three points I want to hit real quick. Point number one. Serve so they see God and not you. Yeah. 
so they see God and not you. Let's go back to our, our, our opening scripture, our foundation of scripture. See, as I said, Matthew 8 said this here. It says, uh, you ought to be different than that. So different than what? Let's look at Matthew 23 and the fifth verse. We're going to start right there. Show you what we got to be different than. See, uh, during that time, Moses uh, was, was telling the people exactly how, the, how, Jesus was telling the people exactly how the scribes and the Pharisees were acting. And one of the things he said was this. He said, everything they do is done for show and to be noticed by others. They want to be seen as holy. So they wear oversized prayer boxes on, on their arms and foreheads with scriptures inside. And they wear extra long tassels on their outer garments. It says, they crave the seats of the highest honor, the banquets, and in their meeting places. They love to, they love to sit there. And how they love to be admired by men with their titles of respect, aspiring to be recognized in public, and have others call them reverend. Hey, reverend. I see you, man of God. They love that. See, but here's the thing about it. Everything they did was against what God had, what Jesus spoke about. In, in, Matthew's, in Matthew's, the sixth chapter, one through four, and I'm reading this from the uh, New Living Translation. This is what he said. Watch out. Don't do your good deeds publicly to be admired by others, for you will lose your reward from the Father in heaven. He said, when you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do. Blow on trumpets in the synagogues. And in the street to call attention to, to themselves. They act terribly. I tell you the truth, they have received all the rewards that they will ever get. The thing about it is, it's not saying you can't give in public. What's your motive? What's your motive when you give? These cats, and, and here's another, here's another, another nugget there. And I saw, see, there was a, uh, these dudes, they wore these oversized prayer boxes and scriptures inside, have tassels all on their garment. This was obedient, being obedient to God. In the book of Deuteronomy 11 and 18 and Numbers 15 and 38, God told them to wear this stuff. He, he commanded them to wear it. Well, see, when they wore it, they put it on, and then they thought they was better than everybody else. They start walking around wanting, wanting to sit in high places, you know, wanting people to come up to them, run up to them, and admire It's all about the motive when you give. Amen? Amen. Point number two, serve people by serving God. We have to focus. Focus on serving God. Colossians, the third chapter, 17th verse, New King James Version, it says, And whatever you do in words or deed, 
do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. How many of you ever felt unfulfilled? How many in, in your walk with God? You know, you, you just always question, what, what? I remember I was in Germany. I lived in Germany. I used to be downstairs in my basement crying. I mean, crying. I mean, it got to be more. I mean, I'm reading the Bible and I'm seeing all this stuff. People getting healed. I'm seeing all this in the Bible. And it, in my life, it ain't happening. And I used to be down there, I mean crying, crying, I mean big tears. And, and my wife at the time, she used to come in the door, and then I, you know, I got to hide, you know, turn my back to her, talk to her with my back to her. Hmm? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah? The reason why we feel unfulfilled is you're doing it in your own strength. You're trying to accomplish on your own. You must understand that we are made by God for God. The scripture says, unless the Lord builds the house, he who builds it, builds it in vain. I'm going to read that same verse, Colossians 3.17 in the Passion Translation. It says, that every activity of your lives and every word that comes from your lips be drenched with the beauty of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. And bring your constant praise to God the Father because of what Christ has done. Hallelujah. As a Christian, this verse is challenging us to judge your conduct. Taking every activity of your life and every word that comes from your lips and checking it to see, does it glorify God? Can you bring constant praise to God? I'm here to tell you, you can. But you can't do it in your own strength. Jesus has promised us a gift. That's the Holy Spirit. We got to trust him. My next point. Serve in the power of the Holy Spirit. Serve in the power of the Holy Spirit. Too many Christians go about their lives as if the Holy Spirit doesn't exist. They make decisions out of their own knowledge. They live their lives out of their own strength. But true, a true Christian, the true Christian who surrender their life to God, lives by the power of the Holy Spirit. Not by their own power, not by their own knowledge, not by their own strength. When you surrender your life to Christ as a Christian, as citizen of the kingdom of God, you have, to understand the, you have to understand the gift that God has given us. It's the Holy Spirit residing on the inside. And you got to listen. You got to listen to him. John 14, 
the 12th verse, New King James, Jesus said this, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do. Because I go to the Father. He had to go to the Father. And there's a reason why he had to go. Let's look at John 14 and 13 in the New, in the New King James. He said, and whatever you ask in my name, next verse, uh, not that one. Let's go to John 16 and 7. John 16 and 7. He says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. He got to go. That the helper will come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. He had to go. Listen. I'm here to let you know that the Holy Spirit is real today. I'm here to let you know the power that he has. He wants to do. But see, what we got to do, we got to listen. When you go out and serve month, when we go out, you have to listen for God. God is so real. Listen, quick testimony. I was in Bible college, and I was going. They had, they had, a, um, they had potluck that day. I was fasting. So that's why you got to hear God, and, and no matter what it, what it sounds like, what he said, you got to believe what you're hearing. I was fasting that day, and they said, hey, Russ, come on, get something to eat. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. So then they kept asking me, so I said, hey, I'm going to go to BP gas station to get something to drink. So I headed to the BP gas station. Now, as I'm turning, I'm heading down the road. As I'm turning into the BP gas station, right about here, it's got the gas pumps. You know, in the BP gas station, they have those chairs and those tables outside. So on the table, way back in the corner, it was a guy sitting there. And this guy... I don't know how to explain it. He just stood out amongst everything. And, and it was just a quick second because I'm turning, boom, that a guy, and then I go doing what I'm doing. But as I'm going, the thought just came to me like, hmm, that was strange. Because I saw this guy. This guy just stood out for some reason. And I said, that was strange. And I, I just kept going. I parked my car. I walk into the, ga- in the, into the gas station. As I walk in there, it was a thought came to my mind, get a piece of pizza. And I was like, I stopped. I don't want no pizza. And I'm talking just like I'm talking now. I said, I don't want no pizza. I ain't even hungry. I'm fast now. And I'm steady talking, and the lady came up to get some pizza. And when I recognized and I saw her, I said, oh, excuse me. I said, I don't worry about me. Just go on. Don't mind me. And then I went off, got me something to drink. I'm heading back. I hear it again. Get a piece of pizza. I said, I don't want no pizza. (laughs) I'm not even hungry. And then, because it was almond so hard, out of frustration, I just walked over there and I grabbed a piece of pizza. I walked over and I paid it. And in my mind, I'm saying, what the world are you getting this for? You ain't even hungry. And so I paid for it and I grabbed it and I walked out and I got in my car and I set it on the seat. And I'm still saying, oh, what the world you get the pizza for? I'm not even hungry. But it was still on me, 
So just, just to satisfy myself, I opened it, and right, I, just, I just took a little piece off the end of it, right? I just, I just took it because I kept saying, I'm fasting. What am I doing? And I took a little piece off it, and I threw it in my mouth. And I, you see, you ain't hungry. And so I grabbed the piece. I grabbed the pizza. I'm about to go throw it away. I'm mad. I done bought this thing. I know I ain't hungry. When I pushed my door open, that guy that was sitting on that table, my door opened and I almost hit him. And he said, oh, excuse me, sir, you going to throw that away? And I'm sitting in the car and I'm like, I said, man, man, I'm sorry. Hey, this is for you. I said, man, listen, God loves you. I don't know your situation, but I know God loves you and God is here for you. And so I went on and talking to him and ministered to him. And uh, then I gave him some more money because he, he, said, he said this. He said, I lost my job. And I, I don't know if he said two or three days that he hadn't eaten. And so I reached my pocket. I gave him some money. I said, man, look, go and have you a good meal this afternoon. I said, listen, God is with you. I said, stay, keep your heart on God. God love you. And then I got in the car, and I'm driving back, and now I'm all mad at myself. I'm like, man, what you doing? Man, it's God speaking. And all this, right? And, and so I said that to say, you got to know when God is speaking to you. God's want to do some work. God want to do things, but we get in the way. Ministry room, if you got that picture, put that picture up, the, the, the group picture. God want to do some work, but know what happened? We get in the way too much. We get in the way of God. I'm telling you, I know, look, this ain't what I read. This ain't, this ain't what I heard somebody say. I know what God would do if we would just get out the way. This picture right here, I'm, in, I'm on a mission trip in, in Nicaragua. Uh, the two on the, on the far left, that's, they were my, our interpreters. The, the, the female Jill on the right, it was me and her, because what, what they was doing, we would go to a town, we just drive to a town, find a church, they would ask the, the pastor if we can use that church that night for an hour uh, to, for ministry, and they said, yeah, and then one hour before lunch, one hour after lunch, we go out two by two. Everybody just go. And we just go to the house, knock on the door, praying for people. And then we invite them to church on Sunday night. Oh, not Sunday night, but that night, whatever night that was. But the two people in the middle, so the female in the middle, we're walking down the street. She heard us through the interpreter. She don't speak no English, but she heard as we was praying with other people. She heard us. She came over and she said this. She asked him if we can come to her house and pray for her husband. That's him. And so we was like, yeah, we can come praise the Lord. Let's go. And long story short, there's a whole bunch was going on, and he wanted to start a church right there in his, in his house because uh, every time he started a church, they would kick him out, something like that. But anyway, he wanted to start a, a church, and he wanted us to pray. Now, mind you, the female, his wife, don't speak no English. He speaks a little English. So he's in broken language. He's telling me how he wants me to pray for him. All right. So we get ready to pray. She says, she tells him to tell me. Uh, he, well, he said, well, look, my wife said she want to sing 
first. She want to sing a song. And after she sing a song, what she want to do is she wants you to pray in tongues. And after you pray in tongues, then you can pray in English. So I said, oh, praise the Lord. Yeah. And, and let's go. And so if you see that little blue chair in the, in, the, in the far left there, so he was sitting in that chair. Tell him what God would do if we just get out the way. The power of God. His spirit is in you. So I'm leaning over like this here, praying with him. So she sings the song. I stop praying in tongues. I'm telling you, listen, the power of God came in there so hard, so strong, till I raised up out of my body, and I'm looking around like, what in the world is going on? And I'm standing up, and I'm just, everybody got their eyes closed because my body is still down praying. And I'm looking around like, what? is going on in here. And then after I look two or three times, hey, let's join it. I just lean right back into my body and I just kept on praying. Kept on praying. And then I prayed in English. After we was done, let me see that second picture. After we was done, this lady, look, you can see that sun was killing me out there. Wasn't it? But anyway, baby, I'm so after we was done, this lady ran in her house and came back with that papaya. And she ran back and she put it in my hand. Well, everywhere we went, they was just giving us stuff, fruits, because that's what they had. They just had fruits to give, and they were sharing fruits with us every time we prayed with a family. So I take the papaya, you know, okay, you gave it to me. I turned around, and I gave it to Jill, the, my partner that was with me. I gave it to her, and I turned back around. When I turned around, this lady bust through the crowd. She snatched it out of Jill's hand, and she came back and put it in my hand. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. <laughs> and then she told the interpreter, Tell him, and she starts naming things that she heard. Tell him, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Now, I'll tell you this. When I played in English, I ain't say none of that. I, ain't, I, had, I didn't say none of what this interpreter was telling me she's saying. She heard me speaking in tongues in her own language. Tell you what God will do if we get out the way. I looked at Jill, my partner. I looked at her. And she said, wow, I ain't never seen nothing like this. And I said, me neither. <laughs> and so, it's my first time seeing it. God moved the way he moved that. When I said the presence of God was thick there, and here's the thing, God wants to do it every day. He wants to speak to you every day. We just got to listen. We just got to, minute for no, we just got to posture ourselves 
Miss <laughs> Bernard, you led that out last week, dog. We got to just posture ourselves. That's all we, that's all we got to do. Get in the right posture. Keep ourselves walking in integrity, love. That's what we got to do. God's going to do the work. He want to do the work. But we get in the way because we got our, our preconceived notion of how things supposed to be. How, oh, it's supposed to do this way. It's got to do, we got to do it this, 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 this. And if we miss that step, it all oh, shucks. It's done. It ain't, it ain't do right. It ain't go right. It's crazy. But as a child of the most high God, listen, you are citizens of the kingdom of God. And as a citizen of the kingdom of God, he's given you, he's gifted you with his Holy Spirit. Come on, stop being lazy and let's use what God gives us. As the song said, we have no fear. Because he walks. But he promised you he's going to be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And we got to know this. In closing, there are things that I spoke to you while present with you. This is what Jesus said. He said, but the help of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and he will bring it all to your remembrance. Jesus made it very clear to his disciples that they would never be without his Spirit. So we know that we are not without his spirit. We may not see the Holy Spirit visibly. We may not hear his voice audibly. But he is a powerful force. And he wants to live in us. He's been sent to us as a helper one who guide us and give us wisdom and understanding in every area of our lives. When we follow his guidance, we live powerful and effective lives here on earth to glorify the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wants to do a work in you. We just got to listen. We got to get out the way, and we got to listen. Please stand to your feet. How many of you glad you came to church this morning? God dealt with me all week. And if you hear the testimony, I, I shared one day, how this is, I was going home. I'm telling you, I was going home. I was waiting to tell Pastor Trish, I need a PTO time. <laughs> my, my grandmother's birthday is coming up. But I saw her in the hallway, and for some reason, I didn't say it. 
And then when I got home, I get a text message from PG. Hey, Russ, can you be ready for Sunday? And then some stuff started happening to try to stop it. And I was text, I was about to, I had, well, I had typed the text message to ask PG because of the situation, PG. I said, I don't know if I can because it was, it was devastating. And, but I talked to my buddy. <laughs> and she encouraged me. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. And then God starts speaking. Because I said to myself, when Mr. Bernard was preaching, and, and he read that scripture, and he left them three words off from the heart, I was sitting there, and I said, ooh, that's a preach right there. And then this fell in. God, God, I love him. What do you do? Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away, and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. Praise God, we are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations, we are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.